Howdy and welcome to the 10-week Bible study. This is week one, day three of our study of Joshua. I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and today we're talking about Joshua 2, 1 through 13. Welcome back to the 10-week Bible study. Again, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs. Would you join me as we pray before we start? Lord, would you open our eyes and our ears so we can hear and see what your word has to speak to us today, God. Fill our minds and our hearts with this, that we would meditate on it day and night. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. With that, let's go ahead and jump into God's word. of be reading today from the NIV. This is Joshua 2, starting in verse 1. Then Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two spies from Shittim. Go, look over the land, he said, especially Jericho. So they went and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. So there's a lot going on in that short little passage. Uh, let's start out and go ahead and look at our maps. And again, if you're listening to this, I'll have these maps posted on the website at timweekbible.com. But let's go ahead and look at this map right now and see where we are in the land. So we're down in the south part of, of Israel. We're looking at the north part of the Dead Sea. And here they have camped at Shittim. And Joshua is going to send these spies. They're going to have to ford the Jordan River in flood stage. And they're coming over to Jericho. And they're going to figure out what is going on with the city of Jericho. And the reason for this is this is the first fortified city in the land that they're going to cross into. So picture uh, English countryside. There's castles everywhere every so often or France or Germany. And every so often there's castles. But most of the land is just open. Most of the land is, is just there. There's farmland. There's all this different stuff. That's what most of Israel is. But throughout the land of Israel, there are fortified cities. And the way this works is you're going to have a fortified city every so often. And the reason you have that is not just so, so I think very often people think of castles as the place where the royalty live and only the royalty live, like it's their residence. And there's some truth to that, right? That's where the royalty is going to live inside the, the castle, inside the palace. But generally the castle is not just for the royalty to exist. What it is, is, is you've got all of these, you know, the peasantry, all of the normal people, the common folk, they're living and they've got little villages throughout the land. They've got their farmland. But if there's a raiding army coming through, there's nowhere for them to hide. There's no defensible place. And so you build the castle, you build the fortified city with the walls. And if, if people hear that the army is coming, then you go and you, you, you sound the alarm, right? You blow the trumpet or you send the word out until everyone retreat into the castle. And in the castle, you're going to have your armaments. You're going to have uh, everything that you need to defend that castle. You're essentially, for a, a moment, temporarily, you're going to cede any raw land to the invading army. And you're going to retreat into the castle and try and fight it out from there, from this strong defensible position. And so there are going to be multiple, very fortified cities throughout Israel. And those are the strategic points that Joshua is looking to conquer. Because if you can conquer the fortified city, there's nowhere else to retreat to. You essentially take the land if you take the fortified city. So there's going to be battle after battle after battle for, for the fortified cities, right? You can take... 100% of the land by conquering that, you know, 0.01% of the land that is that, that fortification. Now, 
Next, we see that they they go and they go into Jericho and immediately they go to the house of a prostitute. Now, there's nothing in scripture that lays this out, but I do kind of wonder if Joshua and the spies, if they had a bit of a confab before they left, if Joshua doesn't tell the spies, hey, you're going to have to find some either derelict or... Um, disenfranchised, disenchanted people with the city of Jericho. You're going to have to find some people that are not currently happy with the way their life is, right? If you're going to go into Jericho, if you go and you find a wealthy merchant who's doing very well, he's making lots of money off of Jericho's position in the region or whatever else, you're probably not going to go up to him and be like, hey, we're here to spy the land out. We want to know everything about Jericho. And by the way, our army's coming next week to destroy it. That guy's probably going to be like, um, wait right here. I'm going to go get you the person that you need to talk to. And he's going to go to the king and be like, come arrest and behead these guys. Right? So you got to go and you got to find somebody that is not super happy about their place in life. And I can't imagine someone who has got to be more disenchanted, disenfranchised, and unhappy than a prostitute. This is not a line of work that anybody would have ever chosen for themselves when they were a little girl. No one wants to do this. No one ever in the history of mankind has ever wanted to do this. And so it's either by absolute necessity that Rahab has has chosen this, or just as likely she is trafficked, and her you know she's got a pimp over her. And either way, um, she probably just doesn't love life. She doesn't love the life that she has and the lifestyle that she has. Uh, sometimes, and, and so we don't know any of these things about Rahab. This is all speculation. Sometimes, though, in these cultures, in in these places, uh, the prostitutes were actually part of ritualistic worship in their temples and their shrines. This kind of thing still goes on to this day in various places around the world. There's places in India where there are essentially still temple and shrine prostitutes, and and what's required of them is is unspeakable. And so, this might be what. Rahab is. She might be a temple prostitute, a shrine prostitute. And so either way, regardless of what her situation is, how she ended up in this, she doesn't like it. And they go and they find her. They sought her specifically out. And this is really interesting, right? Because this is, this is a bad look, uh, especially if, if you're looking at this through the eyes of like a Pharisee, say in Jesus day, um, they would have never, ever even thought to do this. Right. But they're going to the same type of people that Jesus goes to. They're looking for the same type of disenfranchised people that Jesus went and found the people that need redemption, the people that are longing for it, the people that are crying out for it. Not the people that are healthy, but those that need the doctor. That's who these spies go to. All right, let's continue on. Verse 2. The king of Jericho was told, Look, some of the Israelites have come here tonight to spy out the land. So the king of Jericho sent this message to Rahab. 
Bring out the men who came to you and entered your house because they have come to spy out the whole land. There's people watching, right? Someone's watching Rahab. Someone's watching what's going on. They know that they've come in and they somehow knew that these guys have gone to see Rahab. And so they're going to be like, hey, you know, bring him out to us. And here's where this decision that they chose, they they sought out what they figured would be one of the most disenchanted people with this city. Uh, this is where it pays off. Verse four. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. She said, yes, the men came to me, but I did not know where they had come from. At dusk, when it was time to close the city gate, they left. I don't know which way they went. Go after them quickly. You may catch up with them. But she had taken them up to the roof and hidden them under the stalks of flax she had laid out on the roof. So the men set out in pursuit of the spies on the road that leads to the fords of the Jordan. And as soon as the pursuers had gone out, the gates, the gate was shut. So Rahab lies on behalf of the spies. Um, she doesn't give them up. Now, again, if they had gone to some wealthy merchant or someone else, they were going to give these guys up. They're not going to stick their neck out for these guys. But we're about to see Rahab's motivation here. Verse 8. Before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that a great fear of you has fallen on us so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to Sihon and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, who you completely destroyed. That's going back, remember our map and what we talked about. That's the land that the three partial tribes of Israel that they were given. Uh, the Lord completely wipes these people out. So these two events, right? Ever she's saying everyone in 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 Jericho, we've heard about this. In fact, everyone in this entire land, we've heard that the Lord has promised you this land and that you're coming to take of it. And everyone is terrified of you. Verse 11. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God in heaven is in heaven above and on the earth below. Now then, please swear to me by the Lord that you will show kindness to my family because I have shown kindness to you. Give me a sure sign that you will spare the lives of my father and mother, my brothers and sisters, and all who belong to them, and that you will save us from death. So Rahab, this is her, her motivation. She's saying, I know that the Lord's going to give you this land. We've heard that you're to come in and completely wipe everything out. And we've seen what's already happened, that you actually did that with King Og. And we've seen what you did with the Amorites, right? She's saying all of this. Everyone's terrified. So she's like, I'm helping you. I didn't turn you over. I'm going to help you spy out Jericho. But promise me that when you come, you're going to spare my family. That's why I'm doing this. She's done this. Because she knows that they're going to destroy the city. She knows they're going to take the land. And she wants she and her family to be spared. She's like, you know what? I can pay taxes to the king of Jericho. I can pay taxes to the Israelites. I don't care. I don't like my life. I don't want to continue in this life. But I have no loyalty to these people who use and abuse me and have all my life. But I ask this, spare my family. 
this is a request, this is a motivation. And we're going to say that they're going to honor that, but we're going to save that for next time. For the 10-week Bible study, I'm your host, Aaron Hibbs, and I can't wait to see you then. Hey, thanks for tuning into the 10-week Bible study podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, would you consider leaving a review for it on your podcast app of choice? It really helps other people find out about this podcast, and my heart is for people to fall in love with God's Word. Thank you.